what's up y'all good morning good morning welcome to two cents for conversation i'm your host bj if you're tuning in again welcome back if this is your first time listening welcome we're just here to talk shit and talk about what's on my mind nothing too deep nothing in particular we're gonna get a little deep though today because woo, it was a mess so yes i'm in my car i'm on my way to work i gotta get my money good morning hope you're in traffic if you're bored in traffic listen to this this is just some conversation for you and so you don't have to talk back to anybody real and waste your energy hopefully i'm not drained by the end of this so i can actually do my job because i talk a lot at my job but um let's get into it i'm gonna keep it brief so i guess let's start on a positive note let's start this is definitely a music episode so it ain't even a it's music and politics so get ready trigger warning a little bit so um not necessarily trigger warning but it's gonna go back and forth anyways so first things first i just had a birthday flirty 30 shout out to the dirty dirty the dirty 30 squad 92 babies virgo season all good had a great birthday went to see chris brown amazing show amazing performer amazing talent um he a little tired i could tell but still loved it still good energy still good um performance ship like you know i was talking to my man who took me to the concert and oh great seats by the way and little baby was there it was blue little baby and chris brown little baby was cool great performer as well clean cut you could really see the passion and him rapping and rapping in real life you know you i know people when you're a fan you hear it through the music but like and that's why i love concerts so much because i could really see who's passionate about shit and who's just doing this shit for money and who's really doing this shit as an artist and definitely saw it in little baby and definitely saw it in chris brown so um what i was talking to uh, my man about was after the show chris brown took a bow with his performers and everything and i thought that was really like classy because it's rare when you see a young performer do that and you can tell that he was somewhat mentored and somebody guided him to do that oh i just cut somebody off but he was like speeding like randomly anyways thinking he about to do something not knowing he about to come in in the big ass traffic jam point of this highway anyways so um what you call it so it was I I could tell like that was something he's picked up and gained with you know having some type of mentorship from older performers because I ain't seeing no young R&B niggas bowing and shit um what you call it even when they perform on an award show and everything and it was definitely award show level performance. I will say that the quality of his set and everything, his dancers, everybody's outfit was very tasteful, um, very good quality. And I was reading like, I guess he's actually still banned from BET or performing for BET and shit. Uh, I didn't know that. I I don't know if I should fact check that, but if that is true, then it's kind of like, oh shit, like 
people don't still don't like him. I mean, and I get it. Like, Chris Brown be doing the most sometimes. But, you know, I love me some Christopher. And it is what it is. And like I said before, and I said it a million times again, I love hip-hop. I love rappers. I love trap rap. Uh, them niggas is shysty. <laughs> no pun intended. So, if I'm going to sit here and have my nose up at every offender that's an, also an artist... I might as well get into something a completely different genre because everybody that I like, yeah. Anyways, um, second point, Meg Thee Stallion's new album, Traumazine, dropped amazing album. Best female album I've heard in a minute. That's my personal opinion. Um, definitely rated way higher than her debut. The, the the well the 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 um quality of this album makes me feel like her first album was a tester and throwaway and she strategically did that so i you know i take back all the deep criticism i thought about her skill set with that album this album was so good quality was so polished um features didn't overpower her now and then I was kind of thinking about the album today and that song's on it again and that's how you know I really like this album because I'm like I really digested it and it was easy to digest at that um no (laughs) pause um but what I also picked up was and I'll get to this point in a second that all of her features the songs of the, the the featured songs sound like songs that came from the other artists vault so they don't necessarily sound like her songs and then somebody's featuring with her it sounds like all of her features on this album were songs that were take like like i don't know if this is true i don't know if this is policy and procedure in the rap game i don't know contracts or whatnot but it sounds like she paid for these songs out of the other artists vault and she put them on her album and of course the artist got to feature on them which isn't bad in my opinion it's actually pretty cool when you kind of think about it and you think about music and different artists and collaboration like this like pressurelicious featuring future definitely sounds like something from future's vault um the song she did with lotto definitely sounds like something from lotto or 21 savages vault I'm still waiting for the credits to drop because I want to see who collaborated with her on this project. And that's just me being nosy about it and listening to particular things Um, and thinking about things in particular. Because I want to see if Partisan Fontaine, her boothang, wrote on some of these songs. Because this was a really good album. And I was telling my man, like, She's with a Grammy-winning ghostwriter. I think they're engaged. I don't know, but I think. She's engaged or booed up with a Grammy-winning songwriter. If I'm fucking a Grammy-winning songwriter, that nigga's writing me a Grammy-winning album or song. Like, stop. And and, and I want to see the credits because he better be on there. Because if you're... And I know Meg can write, so no shade to her own ability. But let's talk about, let, let's just talk about what really works. And let's talk about real music collaboration, okay? An orchestra ain't a one-man show. It's a collaboration, right? So we can talk about it. 
Um, I hope he punched up some of this shit. And I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. No, and I and when I say punched up, I'm not sitting here saying bar for bar, word for word, cadence for cadence. I'm just saying I'm thinking Meg is writing 70%. He's punching up, you know, a bar here, a bar there, maybe helping her adjust her cadence just for the sake of the actual lyric. And you know, of course, you know, be input um harmonizing all that shit all that shit's credit so i want to see all that shit just because this album was really good and i'm curious about it and i've always been like that i've always read the album credits even as a kid um so sorry if i'm loud um so yeah this album this project was really good every song sounded different um the quality was really good because the first album good news was terrible fucking production quality like that shit was like that shit still, like, that shit sounded like a mixtape, like, her mixtape sounded better than that fucking album, like, but, you know, and then to, in retrospect to the previous conversations, maybe it really was the timing of everything with her family and the Tory Lanez thing that kind of messed up, maybe this, maybe that, and shit, the back and forth with her label, maybe all of that really did play a part in the quality of her debut um because this was honestly this was a plus this is like one of top five female femc albums for me um every her lyrics were digestible i mean of course she got the same thing you know but niggas do that shit all the time so i'm not holding that against her and she got her own flow and people were talking about it and she she responded back and what you know she said that it was her accent and I 150% agree that and especially somebody who's a connoisseur and who literally grew up listening to southern rap like I I am the era of southern rap like I can listen to New York rap fine but at the same time I'm I'm only listening to New York rap if I'm doing homework you know what I mean it's it's just not my era west coast rap is default because i live in california like i grew up like i grew up like i was in elementary middle school with the crunk era like lil john and Eastside boys Ludacris, outcast all of them ti um ugk um three six mafia i'm listening to all of it that's all like it the south took over my generation so i understand the accent point like all i'm listening is to accents like i can pinpoint any southern accent at this fucking point like um and i got a and i got a thing for louisiana um so I I 150% agree that her accent dictates her flow and there's not too much you can do about it as for any Southern rapper. So I'm not, I mean, sometimes for me, Meg, to give constructive criticism, sometimes I do think that she is showcasing her lyrical ability a little more than her music making ability. Like a lot of her music is good, but it's just to me, for me, it's just not that that digestible because it's like it, it, I okay it's about to get rated R so get ready and if you don't want to listen to this in the morning whatever um it's kind of like sex like she raps a lot about sex right 
So being a sexual rapper, a sex symbol to a degree, you know, you kind of, this music is, is kind of for sex. So you're thinking about the rhythm of this music for, with sex, right? Her rapping with, in, in comparison to sex, for example, is like, you know, speedy, fast, rough. And it's kind of like, I mean, that's good sometimes, but I don't need that shit on the majority like you're rapping about sex but you rapping fast and aggressive like wait wait like that like I said it's good for me personally it's good sometimes but you know if you are a sexualized rapper sometimes you do you she hasn't been slowing it down making it sensual enough and I'm just talking about her sexy songs but in a broader, in a general view, you know, it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of like sometimes you do little lay a little too heavy on the lyrical flow and you're not really focused on making it poppy or catchy. And that's where Cardi B like escalated on the charts because her shit's catchy. Like same thing with Nicki. Like them, those are two powerhouses of what popularity and, di- and music digestion because their type of cadence and their wordplay is very simple and catchy um you know meg she is bringing that she is making lyrical lyricism fast lyricism popular again so i'll give her credit for it at the same time as if it's a if it's if it's too relied on heavily it kind of gets a little drawn out same thing with young ma like uh, I love Young Ma. Like definitely in, my, in one of my top, I think she's top five for me at this point. Um, but you know, halfway through the album, eh, the voice gets a little Jerry, and I'm kind of over it because um, it's kind of like you're trying to sound like a man, but you're not a man, and I can tell you're not a man, so it's kind of messing with me. And, <laughs> and like it's kind of like uh, I don't, I don't sleepy ass rapper all the time so it 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 gets like that for everybody so i'm not gonna hold it too hard against her but i do like that with this album she played with her flows most songs have a different flow um it doesn't sound monotone there we go monotone um love the beat picking love the features features didn't overpower her um really saved some shit um anxiety is an amazing song i found myself listening to like even the songs i didn't save on my particular playlist my personal playlist um i definitely still listen to through all the way through very good album loved it top five um i would say notorious k.i.m her uh lilo kim her story by young and may trauma zine meg the stallion and then honorable so i'm gonna say Nicki minaj and missy elliott because every and i'm only going to save them in an artist name and not necessarily album because their catalog is so stand and immortalized it's subjective like but the point is missy elliott and Nicki minaj are going to are going to have albums that are in somebody's top five FMC albums of all time. And I'm not counting Lauren Hill. I count her as a singer. I don't care. Fight me. You can have your opinion. I'm having mine on that. So I'm not counting Miseducation of Lauren Hill. But 
those are one of those if it's not missy it's lauren hill for people it depends on how you view view lauren hill um anyway so definitely top five mc albums top five mc definitely proud of her amazing project definitely racked up that budget for leaving her out label wonder what she's gonna do now hopefully her new label doesn't do her janky um you know because this was a very very good project great growth um so let's get into the mess now podcast mess podcast mess um i'm not gonna dive too deep into it because it's kind of like beating a dead horse but i i found it very interesting so it's about to get a little political so bear with me so long story short joe budden had adam 22 from no jumper so the the joe budden podcast shout out favorite podcast no jumper um my man watches it a lot so i catch a clip here and there but i don't dive too deep into it but i know the premise and i know the cast um so adam 22 was on the joe budden podcast and pretty much um joe budden podcast kind of got into the political correctness bag and the culture vulture bag and called out adam 22 for pretty much making his contact heavy on gangs um gangs and affiliations in hip-hop and pretty much um gang politics and relate and his content is heavily relied on gang politics and hip-hop he has a few gang um affiliate quote-unquote affiliated let me not put nobody on blast because i do like the cast members um you know he has a, a few affiliations in his actual cast um he does he more recently and i only know this because i know of uh, this cast member from a different interview um platform a uh, different interview show um you know he has a lot of pimps um a lot of social media hoes um you know but he does because he does porn and stuff too so i kind of i kind of get the connotation with him and having um people in that in the sex field kind of in the mix i get that but i'm just kind of like showing the direction the and i'm gonna use the fucking uh white man term for it so you can you see how it's looking um the urban quote unquote urban his cast is quite urban and he didn't start out urban okay so let's jump into it um i agree with the joe biden podcast 150 percent. i'm not mad at adam and i'm not gonna sit here and go on a whole culture vulture cancel rant about adam um and I'm not mad at him. I don't I don't disagree with what he's doing per se. But at the same time, what I do, and I'm putting this first. So I, when I go on my tangent, I don't get lost with my initial point. But what I what I what I do appreciate is Joe Budden and them calling out, calling it out, and what it what what them calling this out does. It's showing. It's showing how Adam and essentially white people, it, it's 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 kind of displaying their reaction, so you can really see how they feel it. You know what I mean? And I'm sorry, my white listeners, it's it's gonna get a little touchy, 
but it's growth and it's experience and I think it will be valuable to hear a perspective so this is no shade I love white folks too I got white I'm cool with white people you know but let's talk about it systemically really quick right um and I don't mind white folks being in in the hip-hop culture that I I'm not tripping about that same thing with Hispanics and Asians or it, it like hood shit ain't necessarily all black shit but hip-hop is black and you can be a part of it but it's just the acknowledgement and that's what it is for me it's kind of like you just need to acknowledge how it's coming off and you need to acknowledge how you know our people are feeling about this and you know joe budden and them ain't necessarily our elders they're not that much older than me for per se but at the same time you know everything transitions and takes its place at some point like at some point the young women become the mamas the mamas become the grandmamas okay the grandmamas become the elders and great-grandparents so I mean it is what it is like perception is going to change with time so it's kind of like if Joe Budden and them being older be about to become you know the next elders in a sense not elders you know what I mean though like Joe Budden and them are about to become the grandparents so it's kind of like if they're saying like a this is coming off real gentrified, you know, from where it started and we can see where it's going. You kind of got to be like, I acknowledge that, you know, and I'll, I'll balance it out. I think that's what the, that's what Joe Budden and them were trying to get out of Adam is just acknowledging and just, and, and just agreeing to have a sense of balance. So the conversation comes from, cause quote unquote, Adam is his content is very urban and he has a lot of gang affiliation and politic content and um he hosts a lot of drill rappers and for y'all that don't know drill rap is a type of rap that came out of Chicago and it's def it's very heavily um gang themed gang related um and you know with what's happening in Chicago and how young rappers are, you know, dying at a crazy proportion nowadays from whatever reason, um, you know, it's kind of like, it's a little bit of a red flag happening right now for hip hop. And let's be honest about it. And there's all, and you know, hip hop is always going to be somewhat dangerous just because of what hip hop is and where it's come from. And I'm gonna get into that a little bit. Um, but you know, it's kind of like uh, it, it's getting bad and because of how accessible it is now and how accessible money is now in the field of hip-hop and how much you can have a big audience how fast your audience can grow it's because of social media it's like it is it, it, it's 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 going to be a bad, it's going to be a real, real problem soon. And it's not like it was before where it's like every so often a rapper is going to die because of one thing or one thing, you know, like, like a rapper every 10 years isn't that bad, but a rapper every like couple of months is like, hold the fuck up. Like this guy is 
barely like 20 like what do you mean he got whole ass he got shot down or stabbed or whatever like okay so as i digress um it's becoming well for the for the sake of conversation we'll call it a epidemic right that young rappers are dying at a crazy proportion rate and and then it brings the question like are they really rappers and artists or are they you know street guys that are just trying to make money knowing that the music industry makes the money real fast so it's kind of like there there's a lot to it so let's try to tread lightly so personally my two cents is this I'm not mad at Al, at Adam. I'm not ca- going to call him a culture vulture. I'm not going to say he shouldn't cover hip hop because he's white. I sh- I'm not going to say he shouldn't cover um, gang content because he's white. But what I am saying is, historically speaking, we only have gangs because of what the government did to the Black Panther Party and our civil rights leaders. Okay? I've already covered this in one of my very first... I think it was my first podcast episode, um, Rise of the Crips. Um, Definitely archived. Um, A lot of people enjoyed it. But I talked about it. um, And, you know, long story short, if you don't know, you know, gangs originally stemmed... So Crip... So there was Crips first, and then there was Bloods, and then everything else, yeah. Um, but Crips came from the Black Panthers. Black Panthers came from Nation of Islam. Nation of Islam came from civil rights leaders. All of that got, the civil rights got messed up. The Black Panther Party got messed up because the government fucked with us, right? So, systemically, historically, um, you know outside looking in it's kind of like very generalized so don't don't slam me for being very general but hear me out just for the picture it's kind of like white folks indirectly created gangs and now you want to pick this shit up as a hobby be documentary about it interview it be fascinated by it have the privilege to exit out of the content at any point of time without real repercussions making buku money off of it and then when something happens to these rappers or artists or dudes you know you're still capitalizing and making money off of the story and their life story and it's 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 icky like i get it like it's icky and the fact that it's like you're not even from this world like it's one thing when it's a white boy that's from the hood and he talking about this shit or an asian guy that's from the hood and talking about this shit and in their respective politics and they can really offer the other perspective of the story that's different adam 22 is a whole bmx um fucking rocker boy and then within like a certain time period span he totally switched to hip-hop and that's fine that's cool but it's kind of like you're diving deep into all of this gang stuff you're not from the world you're not asking the real question are you really an artist or are you just street drink making money 
so that when you do say oh it's about the music it's valid because that's always the excuse oh well it's about the content it's about the music but it's kind of like if these niggas ain't even if these niggas don't even have a catalog like if these niggas don't even have enough in their catalog in their vault to be to have their family self-sufficient and have their let have their sound and their impact carry on then are they really an artist like was pop smoke really an artist if his vault is already dry after a year that he might have been an artist getting started but he definitely wasn't established enough to be all like well i, I just want to talk to me about the music it's about the music and it's like but you're but there's not even enough music to talk about you know what i mean so and i and and i and i give adam 22 kudos for kind of being more underground and um you know giving a platform to more underground artists we always need that but it's kind of like when you're instigating and being messy with having opposing gangs you know really having the politics and the business put out and I mean if you and when they come on the interviews that's on them 100% I'm not disagreeing with that it's just kind of like you're diving deep into it and you're not even from the world and it's a little it's a little gentrified like let's be real about it because it's kind of like we got motherfuckers trying to create artificial rappers and you're you're acting like what you're doing how you play a part in it doesn't play a part in that type of shit to come you know what i mean so it's kind of like don't play cutesy like oh well it's just about the music it's about the content this is what people want to see these are grown rap these are grown men coming up here telling their story and all that is valid all of that is 100 percent valid and and these niggas shouldn't be coddled because you are dumb as fuck if you're an active member if your active affiliation if you active and you coming up on the interview spilling all the tea putting yourself out there putting yourself on the camera that's on you nigga either way jail or quote unquote ops that's on you but at the same time let's not act like they're saying what the labels do like adam's essentially doing what the labels do adam's essentially doing what gail king did with the whole kobe thing oh every so so and then this is how i'm really feeling like and and so so i'm about to put on my black feminist hat get ready i'm about to burn my bra real quick so hold up bear with me but i'm just i'm just talking about it it was a lot of men a lot of black men and a lot of white men in the comments agreeing more with Adam than Joe and Budden and them. And that's their right. And like I said, I don't necessarily disagree or have a problem with what Adam's doing, whatever. Because, yes, correct. At the end of the day, these niggas is grown. And if you choose to put spill all your hood tea on an interview on the internet, that's on you. But it's still... um you know if you if you really know history and you if you really know hip-hop and if you're black um and and you know 
being real about it let's be real about it right adam saying these are grown men they were fully aware of their decisions um i'm just asking questions about content like people want to hear it people you know deserve the story so when gail king asked lisa leslie um a very touchy question about kobe in light of his passing the whole the whole community like slandered gail king right i agree it was a little tasteless especially because kobe beat his case and it was a little tasteless because lisa leslie was his friend so it's kind of like it is tasteless to ask my friend after i've died what she thought about my fucked up shit and it's kind of like i'm not even here to defend myself so i i get why gail king got slandered but at the same time you know it was just a question at the end of the day she got death threats she got violent threats so it was a bit much um and it's the same thing with adam but it's the same thing with adam 22 like how are you going to sit here and defend adam for instigating and in a sense promoting all this um you know all of this gang all of these gang politics but at the same time will dog walk a woman particularly a black woman for act and being a credentialed journalist at that an experienced and credentialed journalist slandering her like she don't know how to ask questions and i mean you can have your own opinions on gail king that's fine whatever um but i'm just saying it's inconsistent the same thing with um academics um you know he was shit talking all these chicago gang members and everybody had a whole big ass problem with academics niggas threatening and telling him they want to slap the shit out of him for talking all that shit about gang rappers but then you're gonna so you're mad at the nigga for saying hey this shit's stupid as fuck and y'all acting the fuck out but then you're okay with the white boy being cool with this shit and making money off of it and not even in the same capacity that these niggas are making money or being successful from it and having the ability to exit stage left whenever he wants these like he's not for me personally he's coming off like you know like that it this shit ain't gonna affect them later on in life like fetty wap just got a big ass drug charge apparently um of possession of cocaine or some shit so it's kind of like fetty wap that's crazy because this nigga was like a superstar and now he's getting fucking drug dealing charges like that's showing you like yeah we can get the money but culturally and systemically like it's a very low probability of us being able to maintain and grow that wealth just because of the systemic issues that affected our culture and how we think and how we raise everything like everything coming down to that so it's like we're we're it it takes a lot and it takes a lot of knowledge it takes a lot of education it takes being around hoping and praying and being lucky enough to being around the right people and you know having the actual asset to 
lose money and make mistakes and bounce back. You know, they said it on the Joe Budden podcast while talking about the Fetty Wap thing. And it was a very good point. It's like you don't learn money management unless you have money to lose and learn from. So it's kind of like all of that important shit is stacked against a majority of these under against uh, against mind you against a majority of these hood ass rappers so it's kind of like don't sit there and act like they can walk away from this shit if it gets too deep no this is their real life nigga like so it's kind of like you gotta kind of have a little bit of respect for what joe budden and them are saying because it's like at the end of the day at the like your podcast like your podcast adam 22 at the end of the day you can walk away from this shit buku money not affected by it whatsoever and they talk about this shit a lot when it comes to white artists coming into a hip-hop sound or feel getting their recognition and their stardom from hip-hop and the black community and then when it when it's time to transition and make that real white wealth they completely abandon it they don't put nobody back on and you never hear from them in a hip-hop sense again it happened with justin timberlake it happened with justin bieber it happened with miley cyrus um uh let's see who else um robin thick i think robin thick kind of fell off wholeheartedly um but yeah i'm not gonna hold i'm not gonna hold him on that um who else who else did it post malone like 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 there's clear evidence that white people come into hip-hop use it play this oh i just want to be part of it it's all good like you know i can add a different feel to it but then when the tough gets going crickets you know um and i don't watch adam enough to know if his content is really balanced i think i i do think it is for the most part but i just didn't like his snarky remarks and that's what really is telling um because it's kind of like you could have took it with to the chin like you know what and that's what i think a majority of black people just want honesty from white folks it's kind of like just be honest so we can maneuver around you better like we get it like whatever if you got a problem you got a problem if you don't care you don't care that's fine but it's kind of like just be honest about it so we can maneuver and then and then leave our shit alone at that you can have your shit you don't want me around fine but don't fuck up my shit and force me to deal with your bullshit. That's where the problem is. That's what that's what racism racism really is. That that's what it really is. You don't want me around, but at the same time you want to fuck with my shit so that I got to deal with your bullshit and you can feel better about yourself. And then essentially what the real problem of racism is because honestly we don't give a fuck about separate but equal like whatever like we can go to our own schools we can listen to our own fucking music we go to our own fucking clubs we can learn our own history we can have our own teachers we can have our own fucking stores and clothing lines 
We don't fucking need that shit. But guess what? Y'all fuck with us either in the government, with these laws, with these taxes, um, permits, whatever you want to call it. Shit, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to, whatever, you throw everything at it and it, it fucks up everything because we're just start with the fucking bare minimum at the, we just got to the bare minimum in America for black people. So it's like, you gave us the bare minimum and then you're expecting us to act on, on CEO level, like get the fuck out of here. So, um, and I'm talking about this systemically, like everybody of course is in charge of their own destiny and their own livelihood. And if there's a will, there's a way I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying systemically in the broader picture, there's a reason for the minute shit being difficult. You know what I mean? There's a reason for it. And that's what I'm speaking on. So I, I, Joe or you completely capped you know if, if you didn't agree with Joe and you really want to play the they're grown men they know better card without really listening to what Joe and them are saying or what they're trying to say because they kind of got for me they kind of got off tangent with the whole um Kevin Samuels death thing like which I think people dying is a completely different topic um because it's kind of like everybody does Hey, what you're doing is sneaky. Like, we're just, we're, and, it, and I love Joe Budden and them for doing it because not enough black men do it for themselves. Same thing with the whole battle of the sexes thing. Like, you men have all these problems with the um, child support system and this and that. You guys do know if you organize and come together and say something, it'll get heard, right? You know, you don't have to wait for women to organize everything because a majority of movements are organized by women in the more modern times. Um, what you call it? Um, yeah, so you know what it is? I applaud Joe Budden and them for at least saying something because not enough black men say anything. And for me, the difference with Vlad and Adam, um, Vlad TV is another white hip-hop uh journalist quotes um is that number one i do think vlad is a little bit more from the world um he's been in the hip-hop journalism world for a really long time so he's kind of earned his stripes and then number two um i think i think vlad is credentialed I think he is a credential journalist, technically. And then number three, um, what you call it? Um, Vlad kind of gives a little variety. He's a little, I mean, Vlad is messy, of course, but I, I do think Vlad gives a little more variety in content. Um, you know, he's, I don't feel like he's really like poking the bear of gang politics 
he does the mafia stories as well and i think adam 22 does too in all fairness um you know so i get it like you know and then this is the part that i do get and i do agree with you know or what what i to play devil's advocate white devil's advocate um i think what the approach adam should have had was look i i get that it's kind of shedding a little light it's shedding more light on negative promotion of black people i get it but it's kind of like if i'm going to cover and have interest for hip-hop hip-hop unfortunately does have a lot of gang affiliation tied to it so it's kind of like you have to get the context to understand where the music is coming from and and i'm sure he's said it and i'm sure it kind of sounds like the earlier statement of well it's about the music but saying shit like oh they know better oh these are grown men oh this is what the people want to see oh i'm not the only one who does it oh black um podcasters and black interviewers do it too oh vlad does it too oh you guys do it too (sighs) look just say i know just say i know and just say look i find this shit interesting and i and i do agree with that point i think he made that point he was like i mean sure i could find non-interesting shit to talk about so i you know just keep it buck like just be like look it's interesting um people want to know why the fuck what these fucking rappers are talking about i'm gonna try not to be messy i'm gonna try not to actually instigate violence or showcase the violence or i will be fair enough to disclaim like look this is real life and i think he has before um and he could have just brought that up like look like i've you know you have these rappers or these personalities on here and they are saying like this is their real life they don't take that shit off after the camera cuts off like yeah like just emphasize that shit but don't sit here and act like you do have a place to say what we find acceptable or not you know so i mean i guess like everybody's gonna have their opinion but i don't know i'm a little uh i don't really like the fact that a lot of black men were agreeing agreeing more with adam than joe on this one because it's kind of like and it, and it, and then at the same time it's kind of like now you see how black women be feeling like y'all don't want to be on code like and that shit's gonna bite you in the ass when you got all these and, and it, you know what it is it's kind of like it's the same thing with like news and stuff it's like when a black person dies you gonna highlight all that crazy shit that they've been doing but that you don't you ain't gonna highlight the good shit like with these drill rappers these chicago rappers or these gang affiliated rappers like you sitting here talking about all the gang politics everybody don't know everybody don't need to know gang politics like everybody don't like that shit does not need to be exposed and spread even more now everybody thinking they like even more people thinking they gangster now and it's like uh don't don't be so 10 toes down on that but i guess that's his brand he gotta stay 10 toes down on it those are his folks apparently he i stay 10 toes down i mean i guess but anyways i appreciated joe budden for calling him out on it 
I'm cool with Adam. I, I like his content. I like his shows. I do think it, it it is kind of bringing out a little negativity because they're so um, part of his cast. He has a pimp named Sharp on there, right? And I used to fuck with the, the Church of Sharp, okay? Because Sharp was from Soft White Underbelly, which is another white interviewer show. But um, Mark White, um, the interviewer for Soft soft white underbelly he like the the show like he interviews like everybody like this nigga interviews people from skid row he interviews pimps and prostitutes he interviews people from the Appalachians. like he interviews everybody just to cut just to capture like people from all different types of life walks of life and that shit is dope as fuck um so that's where Sharp came from. And Sharp used to really be spending some inspirational shit on Soft Right Underbelly. Like, you cut on a Sharp episode from Sharp Right Underbelly, you gonna get an hour of pure motivation of getting your ass up and getting some shit done. Some real fucking pimp talk. But now on Adam 22, on No Jumper, Adam got him always talking to the Instagram hoes. And it's like why are you doing that like and it and it ironically it's called the sharp tank and that's exactly what it is like he's putting this shark in a tank with little fish and it's like of course it's gonna be fucking messy and negative like why would you put a pimp in a room with internet hoes like that's a recipe for disaster every time and it gets views like buku views because niggas just love niggas talking crazy to women and number two is kind of like what the hell is everybody loves dysfunk everybody loves a train wreck so but i don't really and that's what i'm talking about like like this nigga really used to be on some motivational shit but now you got him arguing with hoes every fucking week on on your shit like you don't got this nigga spitting no real fucking game like he was on soft white underbelly like you got this nigga talking about like industry hoe shit trying to pimp on these hoes like he's a fucking pimp i know what the fuck how the fuck he's talking to them hoes he's fucking doing pimp shit to them he's fucking cursing them the fuck out damn near verbally abusing them arguing with them down wearing them the fuck out and then he cupcaking with them and kicking it and big chilling with them and telling them, oh, I'm trying to put you on game and shit. No, you trying to pimp these hoes. You trying to get these hoes on your team. I ain't, we ain't stupid out here. And coincidentally, they not either. They internet hoes. And that's what got your game all fucked up because now everything's on the internet and you still a low-key old school pimp. Thinking you could just talk to women and put them on the corner like you used to do or a back page or whatever. No, these are Instagram hoes. Like, these are OnlyFans hoes. Like, they hella independent. <laughs> like, they ain't getting pimped. I mean, they probably are, but, you know, from the actual argumenting, they don't. But hoes be arguing, so, I mean, shit. But, anyways, you know, that's the point I'm also making. It's like, so it's kind of like, don't act like you don't be bringing out fucked up shit in people, Adam. Don't be acting like you ain't bring, bringing out fucked up shit in niggas, Adam. I ain't seeing nobody act a fucking fool from the Joe Budden podcast. Except Joe and them. <laughs> Rory and Maul. I don't know. But that was contract shit. So, yeah. But anyways, 
it was good talking to y'all stay tuned i prop you know y'all know me most likely i'll drop on thursdays anyways take care stay safe respect black culture white folks and take care bye